friends, Meister here, bringing you episode 493 of Meister on the Mic. In today's episode, I am talking about Meta's newest social media platform, Threads. It is basically, and by basically, I mean exactly, Instagram's version of Twitter. It's a copycat, it's a clone, but I think it's cooler, it's better. I don't know, I'm having more fun using it, and I wanted to share what I've been doing on it open your eyes to it if you have no idea what it is and perhaps you want to hear about it from me and pose some questions at the end that I'm excited for time to answer for us. All this and more, but first, hey DJ, give me that heartbeat. This is Maestro on the Mic. A podcast designed to help you change your mindset and your life. It is time for something new. Join host Dr. Shante Cofield, also known as the Movement Maestro, on a journey to see the bigger picture. Open your eyes. Find your passion and discover how movement unites us all. Let's get it popping. This is Maestro on the Mic. I'm the Maestro, and you're about to get maestro Three, two, one. Hello, 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 my podcast people, and thank you for joining me for yet another episode of my favorite podcast. It is July 17th when this episode drops, and it's not that when I'm recording it. But either way, summer is summering. We're going to talk today about Meta's newest platform, Threads, but first, I just got to celebrate the weather. It's going to be very hot in here for this episode. We got the windows closed because it's too noisy. And it's warm outside. I went to the Hermosa Open today and was yet again reminded, maybe I should say finally reminded, or it's been a long time since I've been reminded of why I live here. Truth be told, the summer solstice, actually, like things switch then. It's supposed to be gray here. Like if you don't listen, if you don't know, I live in sunny SoCal, sometimes sunny SoCal. May gray, June gloom, very real things. And then the summer solstice hits and then it goes away and the marine layer burns off and it's amazing. So it's amazing. And I'm happy about it. And I'm going to talk about it and share about it because I did spend a lot of episodes talking about how terrible it was that it was like rainy when it wasn't supposed to be rainy here. So the sun is shining. I am happy. And if you're watching the YouTube video of this one, thank you. But two, check out the new, the new gig, the new digs, not gigs, the new, the new clothes. Uh, my boy, I know Forrest. I found him on the podcast. If you could link that episode, thank you, Courtney. He loves making him some tie dye. It's his hobby. He has a lot of hobbies. It's one of them. And I was like, Forrest, hook me up. And he hooked it up big time. You can see it's like kind of galaxy. If you're not watching it, I'll describe it. It's like a galaxy and it's got the maestro green colors in there. And either way, I'm happy. It's dope. Farce, if you're listening, I know you're not, but thank you. Uh, so let's hop on into the episode. Today, we are talking about Threads, which is the newest social media platform on the block. And it is created by Meta. It is Instagram's version of Twitter. It's exactly what it is. And I say Instagram because the two are linked. And we're going to go into kind of how to sign up for it, what it is, and some thoughts that I have around it. Because I've been playing around with the platform, and I like it. I'm excited about it. No, I'm not here to recruit you to be on it. I'm just here to share my two pennies on it. Um, and decided to do this episode because I was receiving some some questions in the DMs. And I was like, well, people apparently like to hear what I have to say about social media stuff. So I'm going to share it. And also this is my podcast. And where else am I going to talk about this? Like, I, I love the, the space I have to, to go into this. So that's what we're going to talk about today. Meta, not meta, that's not wrong. Threads, 
was launched on July 5th, so like two weeks ago when this episode drops. And at the time of this recording, so today it is July 7th, at the time of this recording, over 69 million people are using it. And honestly, I'm not surprised by that rapid uptake because, like I said, and we'll go into, it's just basically imported from Instagram, right? Instagram users can very, very easily join uh, threads and just be off to the races right away. So, you know, at some point, at one point in time, there's over 2 billion people using Instagram. So it's not a surprise that like, yes, yeah, 69 million people are using it and are liking it. And we're going to go into that and, and kind of why I think that there's been such success with its uptake. Um, again, I'm just going to use this episode to share what I know about it, um, give you some kind of like the didactic component of it. For those of you that want to hear it from me, you care to hear about it from me, um, and share my thoughts about it in general. So overall, I think it's very cool, and I'm very happy that it's a thing. Uh, there may be, I think there already is, the beginnings of a lawsuit from Twitter, something about, you know, taking employees, but again, when all those employees left, but then there was trade, excuse me, trade secrets, I don't know, I don't care. Let people with far more money than I have deal with that. Um, but to me, the coolest thing about this is the the coolest thing about threads is the opportunity to create in another way on another platform that feels fun and safe. Twitter doesn't feel safe. Twitter doesn't really feel fun. Like I'm not gonna lie, I've never had like a bad experience on Twitter, but I also know that it's full of the fucking khaki brigade and all the PTs that are like, but where's the evidence? Immediately no. Immediately no, John. Now, the Instagram algorithm, as much as people complain about it, it actually is helpful for us in terms of insulating us from trolls, right? It tends to just show yourself to people who are very much like you, which can be a problem if you are going from business to consumer because it tends to show your stuff to a lot of other business owners. And so if you're a physical therapist or, you know, anyone that's a business owner, a professional, it oftentimes will show it to other people like you. But that can be amazing in terms of insulating you from people that are just terrible, we see the other side of that and how the algorithm does protect us when the algorithm opens up and people go viral with reels. We see this, the trolls come in, you can go in the comment section and, and you see them there. With threads, because there is this overlap, right? We're gonna talk about the logistics of this, but with threads, your Instagram audience can very easily become your threads audience. And so you start off with that same protected circle that you had on Instagram. I also think that this inherently is what's contributing, part of the thing that's contributing to the success of threads and the rapid uptake, because people are starting off on a new platform, but they already have connections and they already have an audience. Right? That other app came out, I don't know, however long ago, called Lemonade, or Lemonade, something like that. And I went over there and I was like, this is not fun because you don't like have followers yet. You don't have people there already. It's kind of clunky. And so you, I haven't used it. I literally just went over there to get my, take my, my, my name, my handle. So with threads, you join and suddenly... The people who are following you on Instagram and people that you're following on Instagram, they get migrated over. No, it's not everyone, but you still start off like with a running start. And I think that that is massively contributing to the uptake, to the success of, of the platform of Threads. So how does this happen? How do you get the people over from the other platform? Let's get into the logistics. So again... Threads is the Instagram version of Twitter. Yes, technically it's made by Meta, but we're going to call it the Instagram version of Twitter because that's what's linked together. To join Threads, you're going to go to the App Store, you're going to search Threads, and you're going to download it. It says Threads, a Meta, an app by Meta or something like that. Um, it has like a little at symbol. 
as the as the emoji. Of note, your Threads account will be linked to your Instagram account, and the only way to delete your Threads account is to delete your Instagram account. That is kind of sketchy to me, and I only learned this after the fact, but uh, like truth be told, let's be honest, I would still have joined Threads anyway, but I'm like, mm, that feels like a little bit bad. Um, but just be aware of that. When you go to sign up, it will ask you if you basically want to sync your Instagram account and to, you know, do you want to sync it and do you want to follow the same people that you're following on Instagram and allow them to follow you, right? Make, make the profile public. It'll pull your bio over. It'll ask these things. I just said yes to all the things and it literally took seconds, literally took seconds. It's not that your whole following shows up. It's that if people join threads and they choose that same um, parameters as you where they're like, yes, I want to be following the same people I'm following on Instagram and I want the same people who are following me on Instagram to be able to follow me over here, you'll make that connection, right? So it's not that all of my followers have come over. It's just the people that have joined threads and have selected that same public profile, that same, yes, I want to be following the same people who I'm following on Instagram. I think it makes it way easier. Um, and of note, the later that you join, you will have to then go and actually manually confirm any subscribers, any followers that joined the platform before you did. I'm guessing that by the time this episode drops, maybe that kind of kink will be worked out. I don't know. Um, but that is a thing. Right. But this is where that insulated bubble comes from, right? Where you're going to have the same followers to start off with that you had on Instagram. And to me, that's a really, really good thing. And it's also why I think the platform is doing so well. So as for the actual content, again, remember it's Instagram's version of Twitter. If you don't know what Twitter is, well, go Google that. But it's all, I don't wanna say it's all written, but it is a primarily a written platform, right? You share what's called a thread and each thread, each quote unquote post, right? Can be up to 500 characters long, which is longer, I believe, than the Twitter post or tweet, which is really nice. It also supports uploading of pictures and GIF, GIFs, however you want to say it, and uh, videos up to five minutes long. There is a main feed that you scroll through, and it technically should be the people who you follow on Instagram that you've agreed to follow over on um, threads. Though what I have seen happening is that there are accounts that you're not following. It hasn't happened to me. It's happened, I've seen with other people, they've been talking about this, that accounts that they're not following are showing up in that main thread and that main feed. And I think it's actually an intentional glitch. I'm not going to lie. I think that it's designed to keep people on the app longer, very similar to the suggested posts that occur in, in Instagram, which, by the way, you can mute those things. The little, like, ellipses in the corner, the three dot, the three dots in the top corner, you click those. One of the options is to mute all um, suggested posts for, like, 30 days. So you can just keep doing that. Um, but I do think that the fact that people that you're not following are showing up in your feed is an intentional glitch. Yes, I agree that I personally, I said, when I say I agree, because I think that you listening to this are probably like, I don't even want to see those people though. I want to see the people that I'm following. Yes, I agree. I'm the same way, but I would contend that you and I are not actually in the majority. I think most people that are on social media, they're looking for new sources of dopamine. And as such, they're going to welcome those suggestions. Um, the caveat being that the algorithm does need to identify the dopamine hits correctly, meaning the, it needs to suggest posts that people are actually going to like. But I think that's part of the reason that TikTok did so well, is that it gives people dopamine hits just a swipe of a thumb, a swipey swipe of a thumb. So I think it's intentional. I think that it will work itself out and you won't see people in your feed that you don't know. 
Um, I'm interested to see what ends up happening. Maybe they make kind of two feeds like TikTok has where it's the feed that you're following and then the for you where it suggests them. I don't know. We're going to see. And that's kind of one of the questions. At the end of this episode, I have some questions that I just want to throw out there. But what should you post? Listen, let's throw that word out. Should. Post whatever you want. There are no rules. This is the coolest part about this platform. It's brand new. It's the wild, wild west. I suggest that if you're looking to step into this you know, creator economy, you just create instead of looking to consume first and seeing what everyone else is doing and then creating after that. Because I also believe that the people that perhaps are going to be the most prolific with content initially are going to be people that are just have a lot to say and don't shut up, people like myself, um, and people that are also very, um, what is the word that I want to say, proficient with Twitter, right? People that were the OGs on Twitter. And so if those are the people that are speaking the most, there's a good chance that this, that this can just become another Twitter. And if that's not what you want, then you got to start speaking before you got to start speaking without being heavily influenced by those OG Twitter people. Not that there's anything wrong with them by any means, but if you're like, hey, I want something new and then you know, people don't like Twitter, I don't know if it's that they just don't like Elon or they don't like the people on Twitter, which I think it's mostly that. I think they don't, mostly don't like Elon and they mostly don't like the people that are on Twitter. Um, but if it is something about the way that content is being created over there, put the blinders on and just create the platform that you want to be on. Right? I really suggest leaning into the fact that it's the Wild West and no one knows what, you know, quote unquote, knows what they're doing and make the platform what you want it to be. Just go try things on. I also suggest leaning into the multidirectional, I'm going to call it multidirectional nature of communication on there. So the podcast I've said many times is very unidirectional. I am talking at a camera right now. I'm talking into this microphone and begging you all to message me back. Right. 310-737-2345. Text me. Hit me up. Let me know what you think about the podcast. Ask me a question that I can turn into an episode. I'd love to hear from you because this is very unidirectional. It's true broadcasting. It's very similar to the broadcasts that are on Instagram. Threads becomes both bi-directional and multi-directional because you can ask questions on there and people can write back or you could just post something and people can write back. So yes, that's very much like Instagram, but there's also that multi-directional nature where people can respond to their, people can respond to comments and kind of have their own conversations. And not that this doesn't exist in Instagram or on Instagram, but I just think it's more accepted on a written platform, right? Instagram is a visual platform and I think it's full of readers, which we're going to get into, but it's a visual platform. So I'm not sure that people are, are as apt to respond with text, whereas this is a text-based platform. The people reading it are more apt to respond with text. So you get a lot more. I think you inherently get a lot more of that communication that's going on. I will say as it relates to content, as with all social media platforms, people are on there primarily to be entertained. As such, entertainment is subjective, but funny tends to talk the charts. Funny tends to top the charts. There's plenty of other ways to be entertaining. All that to, and all that to be said, all that being said, if you're not funny, don't try to be funny. You're going to be sitting there trying to think of a joke. You're like, is it going to land? Eh. Lean into however you are. I think the platform is going to be inherently very good for folks who are, you know, good at the pithy one-liners. But if that ain't you, and you know it's not going to be you, don't force it. I, I think that we're going to see that right now, yes, people are going to really latch on to some of these kind of one-liners and people that are kind of funnier because it's the inception of the platform. And people are just there to be like, this make, make me laugh. I just want to enjoy this thing. That's going to change. And we're going to see where uh, the edutainment, the infotainment, and just the, the pure, just 
teaching and, and information, sharing of information is, I think, going to become a thing. Um, I know that people use Twitter to kind of search like what's what the news is and, you know, what's going on in places. Is that what's going to happen with threads? I don't know. But yes, people like funny things. Yes, that's going to be initially what does quote unquote well. If that's not you, don't lean into that. Create in your style and see what happens? There's no rules right now. The barrier to entry has never been lower, except for maybe when Twitter started. <laughs> Lean into that. I, I will say, speaking of Twitter, I personally have never had a bad experience on Twitter, but it was never very fun for me because, like I said earlier, the khaki brigade just be chilling out on there, demanding studies, and I'm like, this is the actual worst. And just you know, people just complaining and just being mean on there, and I, I could see it. Right? I wasn't necessarily having it happen to me, but I could see it, and I was like. I don't want to be a part of this. Um, on the flip side of this, I've talked about this. I've talked about, I think I've talked about this in other episodes. On Twitter, you know, I follow Car Dealership Guy. I follow Morgan Housel. I follow Ramit. And I enjoy what they share. It's all information. It's, I will say that Ramit is like also entertainment. My man does like to, he likes to poke the bear. Um, but I think that the content that they share on um, Twitter will do well over on threads, right? And a very cool part about threads is just like Twitter, there's outbound links right in the actual content that's being made, right? That's not supported on Instagram. Yes, in the stories, but it's different. Um, so I think that hopefully people will use this fact that there are outbound links and they'll use it to share cool shit instead of demanding that, you know, people provide studies to support what they're saying. Um, overall, I think that the, the platform, I think that threads is going to fare very well with folks or for folks uh, or bode, I should say, bode very well for folks who have a penchant for writing. Um, I think that's why it's already done so well. Again, Instagram is a visual platform, but people on Instagram like to read. They will read long captions. They will read carousels. People never really loved reels, and it's because it's a visual platform, right? Like they like to read. People watch with the sound off. So I think that, you know, part of this reason that the platform has had, that Threads has had so much initial success is because it took a demographic that likes to read and gave them a platform that's text-based and that's like, hey, here you go. So yes, I think that the platform will bode well for people who have a pension for writing, writers. Um, but the flip side is that it's going to be helpful for folks who want to improve their written communication skills. Right? There's a super low barrier to entry for content creation with this. And that means it's great for people who hate video or hate actually talking and all of this that goes into it. Um, or the time that it takes to create a post. Now you can create a thread in literally two seconds, like whatever long, whatever long it takes you to, to type out that 500 or less character thread. Like that's amazing. As always, though, I do believe that longevity will reign supreme. People are excited in the beginning, just like with everything. But the question is, who's going to keep going? Uh, only time will tell. Uh, but if you're thinking about using it, I want you to think about that part of longevity. Play that long game and, and show up in a way that is sustainable for you. I think that there maybe also is something to possibly be said about volume. And I know that I have been quite the thread monster. Uh, Jill, Jill called them tweetathons, and I guess we'll call them, I don't know, threadathons. I don't really know. Anyone that's in the audience that like does sewing, knitting or something, maybe you can think of something that's like, you know, clever name for that. But I got stuff to say. Y'all know I never shut up. So it's been fun to just create stuff over there. Um, and maybe there is something to be said about the volume play and kind of, I don't want to say staying top of mind with people, but also, yeah, maybe staying top of mind. Um, and this is all in terms of like, quote unquote, success on the platform. I don't even know what that's going to look like. I don't even know what that means. Maybe the platform goes away because of the lawsuit. I don't know. Just throwing things out there and, and sharing what I have experienced and kind of my thoughts around it. 
I will say that I'm definitely not going into it with business in mind. Like, why am I using this platform to get more business? I'm not. I'm, I'm using it because I'm having fun. And I am all about, again, longevity and the things we enjoy, the things that we keep doing. And that, that cyclical nature of that, you enjoy it, you keep doing it, you keep doing it, hopefully you enjoy it. And you, at some point, there's some success that comes out of it, whatever that success looks like. So I'm just creating and sharing, right? I'm giving, my, giving myself flexibility. Um, I change my bio. You can change your bio. It just, again, it just imports everything from Instagram. Um, but I change my bio and it says biz, branding, whatever else pops into my head or pops into my brain, something like that. And that's just giving me kind of room to share what I want to share. Um, if it's more helpful for you to have structure and be like, whatever I share on Instagram is what I'm sharing over here. Absolutely. Go for it. Again, this is a wild west. There's no rules yet. There's no like accepted behavior. And I know what, even if there was, I encourage you like go against it. Right. Cause that shit gets boring. It gets boring. Yes. I talk about niching down on Instagram, but that's again, because the platform is established and this one isn't. And if you have a clear goal, if I want to use this for business on this established platform, well, here's the way that you're going to cut through the noise. Right now, everyone's just talking and it's just kind of fun. It's like a fun part of it. They're being like, hey, I'm going over here, I'm going over here. So uh, to me, I'm like, just lean into it. And I think this is going to tie into the fact, or, le- or this is going to help with the fact maybe, that I don't think people are necessarily, the audience is ready for like business and sales and like teach me a million things. I think that we're in that initial period of like, just let me enjoy this. By the time this episode comes out, it'll be two weeks old. Uh, threads will be two weeks old. So maybe people are ready by then. I know it's kind of fast. Um, but I'm just leaning into it and having fun. And if someone was like, hey, how should I use this? That's what I would suggest. Share whatever. Have fun, but show up in a way that feels good for you. If you're not that super clever, super clever one-liner kind of person, don't worry about that. Just share what makes you feel good. Share what's top of mind. It's interesting because as I'm saying this, I realize that it can feel forced. Like, well, I don't have anything to say. Well, then don't fucking say anything. Like, you don't have to. But if you're like, yeah, I have something that I want to say or I enjoy this or like I'm posting on Instagram, but I can be more fun or I'm going to try this thing out, then by all means, go ahead and do that. Right? This is not like you have to go and, and speak. Like, I'm speaking because I got things to say. I like talking. If you're like, I don't fucking like talking, then don't say anything. Right? You, don't, you don't have to. I, I can't help but feel like, in addition to this, that not getting sold to is also a draw, right? So there's no like hard teaching and like, yes, Gary Vee's doing his inspirational stuff, but he already has like that established presence and people expect that. But if you don't have necessarily an established presence in any way, like you can reinvent yourself if you want. You can just, you can invent yourself. Not even reinvent yourself because you don't have an established presence. You can invent yourself. Right? I'm not saying, you know, necessarily like don't sell on there, but I think if you're looking to use this for business, maybe just look to use the platform to share and then use outbound links that push the or suggest um, long form content, long form content to your audience or to the people that are watching and reading like things like your newsletter, your blog, YouTube vids, right? Things where perhaps the, the, the audience can invest more time and subsequently build more trust. And eventually that leads to a sale as opposed to putting the sale directly on threads. I think people are really liking it. It's kind of a breath of, breath of fresh air. And I would say ride that, that breath, ride that wave. So questions that I think will get answered in time or perhaps could be answered by the Twitter OGs is how long does it take to build trust when the contact points are so short? you're doing these like 500 character blips at a time 
do you have to do a million of them then? Or does it take longer? Like, I'm, when I say build trust, I'm kind of like, that's what kind of code for like make a sale if that's where we're ultimately going. Like, what does this look like? Right? What does this actually look like in terms of if you're using this for business or, you know, what's the play? I do think that people have a leg up because we are starting off with an audience that we perhaps already had from Instagram. So there's already some trust there. And then if those people are used to interact on Instagram, they can interact over here, which can encourage other people to interact. Um, but I don't know. Is this going to require a, a more volume and a true volume game? Like I've gone on Twitter before and I look at the people that have a significant following on Twitter and they have you know, tens upon tens of thousands of tweets. This is not like I did one today. Like people are on it and they're doing 20, 30, seemingly 50 tweets a day. Is that what is, I don't want to say if that is that what is required, but I'm just interested to see what plays out with that. Um, and like I said, this build is trust building. Where does outbound links play into this? And I think it probably has a big role because I'm thinking about, you know, other people that I follow on Twitter that I'm like, I like when they have the outbound links because they're providing value and I can go to their long form content. And I think that that's, that's helpful. Um, so we'll see. Second thing I'm wondering, what's it like to grow a following that is not really at all affected by how you look? Like it's a, This is a visual platform, but it's a text-based platform. Like, it's kind of cool. Like, Instagram, whether you like it or not, right, it's so heavily reliant on video and pictures for most people. I know a few accounts that, that get around that, but yes, the way you look absolutely plays into things. How much does that matter here? And what's that like to grow something not you know, associated with that. Like it just, it's cool. I'm excited about that. Next thing I'm wondering, how are people going to grow? This is definitely going to get answered with time, but I'm still wondering, is there going to be that feed that's like the for you feed? Is it going to be all about um, hashtags? Is it going to be about getting shared by other people? I don't know. And while I'm never here to be like, it's all about the numbers, I'm still interested. How do we form more connections or how are connections formed? Lastly, are the rich going to just get richer, right? What effect does starting out with a following have? I think that on the one hand, starting out with a following, we said it insulates you, but I also think that's why the platform has been so successful so quickly because people joined and they already have friends there. They already have an audience there. So right, two reasons I think the platform's done so well. One, you they went with an audience from Instagram that likes to read and they gave them a text-based platform. Number two... The people, everyone that's joining the platform, when you join the platform, you already have followers, you already have friends. Even if it's just a few, you already have them. You already have people that you can be looking at and you're like, oh yeah, I like their content. So yeah, you're going to stay on it. But what does the fact that we're starting off with followers, what effect does that have? Right? The rich get richer, right? You started, you have 100,000 followers on Instagram, suddenly you start off and you already have, you know, 50,000 followers on, it won't be that many, but 25,000 followers on, on threads. I think I'm up to maybe 5,000 um, amazing thread homies. I don't know what the fuck to call it, but we're going to call them not followers. But either way, like I am definitely starting off with a leg up because of what I had on and, and grown on Instagram. And so is it that the rich get richer? This ties into how do people grow, right? I'm just, I'm just wondering about all these things and, and time will definitely tell. I do believe though that you only have a leg up if you are also proficient with this form of communication, right? Just because you have a lot of video followers on Instagram, if that's really your, play up your platform, if that's really the way that you're using it and people are following you, you know, purely for video and they like video and you're like not good at written and kind of content and shorter form content that's written and you don't like doing it, then it doesn't really matter. But if you, you got range and you're like, yeah, I can do video, I can do audio, I can do written, then I think you can really help out. So... 
Those, that's what I'm wondering. Time will tell. But this whole episode, if we sum it up, overall, if you're wanting to give Threads a shot, do it. I think it's a great way to get over the fear of showing up and sharing yourself online because you can just do it so quickly. Super low barrier to entry. I also think it's a great way to step into the post and move mentality because it feels, to me, it feels more okay not getting applause because it only took you a few seconds to create this piece of content, right? Maybe I should back it up and say, ideally, go into this and only give yourself a few seconds to create content. Let it be quick so that you realize you're not going to die. And then the second part of this that you gain is that you don't really care as much if you don't get a zillion likes or whatever, because it only took you a few minutes to make it. Whereas when you make a reel, oftentimes it takes forever. It takes hours. And then you're like, holy shit, no one saw it. No one liked it. Fuck, this sucks. Um, so this is not an act now or miss out episode or statement. It's just, uh, if you think you want to try it, I think you should try it. I'm having fun. I would love to connect. Wow. I would love to connect with you over there. I'm the movement master over there. I'm having a tough time. It's the end of the episode. It, I am the movement maestro over there. We'll link it in the show notes. Thank you, Courtney. Um, and I would love to, I almost said tweet. It's not tweet. I'd love to thread with you. Sounds weird. Maybe I shouldn't have said that, but we're leaving it in. We're leaving it in. If, folks, the thought of another social media platform that you got to manage is an absolute fuck no for you, then don't join. You do not have to be everywhere. I stay talking about this. Dominate one platform and then if and when you want to diversify, you can. But you don't have to. You do not need to be on all the platforms. Life is too short to be doing shit that you hate. All right. Going to read a little review and then we're going to wrap it up. I'm going to keep reading these, but maybe not for much longer because I don't have that many more. So I would love if we made this more bi-directional of a, of a conversation and left to leave me a review. I would love it. I love the stars too, but if you want to, you know, drop a little review on, on iTunes, I would love it. Today's review comes from Strongly Jazz. Thank you, Jazz. And she wrote, humorous, down to earth, and realistic. These are the things I love most about Chante. She offers so many truth bombs and nuggets of knowledge throughout the show. If you are going in circles with how to start and grow a business in the age of social media, Maestro is the person you want to tune into. Jazz, you're the real MVP. Why am I reading these reviews? Because I can. Because I enjoy them. I want to thank any of you who have, have left one. I want to shout you out and encourage more of them. Because, again, it removes that bi-directional nature. I have no idea if it helps the platform, the platform, excuse me, the podcast get found. But I enjoy reading them. And so I'm going to ask for more. Right? If you want something, work for it. But also ask for it. Okay. Going to wrap this up. I knew this episode would be about this long. M. That's, uh, I said M, I, I did not mean Emily, that's Emma. I don't think she goes by M, but M, M came out. Emma, sorry, we're a little longer today, but I'm passionate about this stuff. So hopefully, perhaps really, I'm leaving that word in there, I will catch you on threads. If not, shoot me a text, 310-737-2345. Shoot me a DM at The Movement Maestro. Either way, I would love to connect. As always, endlessly, endlessly, endlessly appreciative for every single one. Until next time, friends, Maestro out.